Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. shared the speech with you yesterday we shared the electors getting into the conversation and then it really did break loose what happened why did it happen who was causing it to happen lots of questions i'll give you what i know people give me what they think and i do want to know what you think Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Tony Katz. Uh, I, 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 I can't send you to Twitter. I'm being called a neo-Nazi on Twitter, so I said, okay, I'm, I'm done here. Is that what you're laughing at, Producer Ari, me being called a neo-Nazi? No, I'm laughing. Have you heard about the Olive Garden Gate? Oh, that uh, the one only Anderson Cooper yeah. on CNN <laughs> said of the of the Trump uh, protesters, they're going to go back to Olive Garden and the Holiday Inn. I don't know what it is. This was a serious thing that took place, and I don't know what comments like that even mean. What happened yesterday is serious, and there are takes that people have on what it actually means. Let me give you the overarching. This was supposed to be a rally to support Trump and to support the electoral challenges. That led to a march down to the Capitol. And the next thing you know, you got people pushing, shoving Capitol Police to the ground, getting to the doors of the Capitol, breaking their way in, and then engage, grabbing uh, fire extinguishers and shooting them off, pushing and shoving their way. You got people on, on the floor of the House and the floor of the Senate screaming and yelling. One woman gets shot and killed. And some people are out there saying, well, you know, revolutionaries, not revolutionaries. Let us be clear. I understand what it says in the Declaration of Independence. And no one represents me who wears a Viking outfit. These people are angry because of the election. I'm angry because of the election, too. Again, guy in Viking outfit. These people weren't going to allow this election to be stolen from Donald Trump. By doing what, may I ask you? Pushing aside the capital city police? Dressing up like fools and screaming? With all due respect, worst revolutionaries in the world. No, this wasn't revolution. That doesn't mean that there isn't anger. And disgust. And it doesn't mean that if these people were called Black Lives Matter, they wouldn't be getting the full support of people like Representative Ocasio-Cortez and others. I'm going to get into every single bit of it. But the way I described it at first is the way that it happened. You had the rally. And I got to tell you, I didn't take the rally as anything more than what Trump does, right? I I didn't take it as anything more than things that Trump has already said. Hyperbolic? Oh, sure, hyperbolic, but I'm getting used to hyperbolic. 
All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all about. So people look at commentary like that and say, oh, you see, he, he caused this. He, he, he demanded this. He pushed for this. Trump's going to take his lumps, guys, and if you think that he's not or he shouldn't, I don't know what to tell you. And he's taken the lumps much more for what happened ipso facto, after the fact. Because there was no strong denunciation. There was no strong, go home, what are you doing? There was none of that. So let's start with the basics. What is it that we saw I had actually asked the question, could I get some answers to some questions? I, I put this out on social media. My mistake, I put it on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that is a dumpster fire. Just a big, big hot mess. I was actually looking for an answer on Twitter. <laughs> okay, Pookie. Right. Exactly. My question was, can these reporters who are all on TV, I didn't say all on TV, can these reporters start clutching their pearls and get some answers to some questions? Like, for example, who are these people? I will tell you, at the first, I stared, I looked, and I said, conservatives? Conservatives do this? Uh, no, 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 we, we, we don't. This is everything we don't do. Do everything I oppose. Oh, Tony, you're not willing to fight. <laughs> Children, I put forth to you that if you're saying that to me, you don't even understand what a fight is. Because a fight is not saying, hey, we're really angry while we're here. Let's go run into the Capitol in your Viking outfit. Don't forget, they were led by a guy dressed like a Viking. You think I'm kidding? I'm making it up. Just hold on. Do me a favor, producer Ari. Go to uh, your favorite search engine and type in Viking. Just let's see what the first, first, uh, I haven't looked, right? I'm sa- I could be setting myself up for failure. So put in Viking, and does this guy come up in the first images? Uh, he's the third image. Okay. I'm glad we had this talk. Oh, this is not for the faint of heart today, guys. Not for the people who absolutely love Trump and not for the people who absolutely hate Trump because those people... Those people are in a whole nother level of crazy. Those people are the ones who told you for months that, well, riots are fine and uh, the, 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 this, this violence is okay. You know, and, and you know, uh, a, a riot, well, that's, that's, just, that's just the voice of the unheard. That's all that is. The riot is just the voice of the unheard, a total bastardization of what Martin Luther King Jr. said in two different speeches, including one, I think, two weeks before he was assassinated. What he said was, the riot is, the, is, is the, basically the voice of the unheard, the cry of the unheard. But... He was very, very clear that what he favors 
is militant nonviolence. That's what he favors. He said so clearly. He said so directly. He said so with focus. And when people utilize his words, well, you know, the right is just the voice of the unheard, as a way of excusing what happens uh, uh, across, well, the country with with riots in in Seattle and in Portland, in New York and in Chicago, maybe your city. Well, they were out of their heads. And they shouldn't be surprised that it could be utilized by others. Riot, well, that's just the that is just the you know the unheard, right? They 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 have to they have to speak out. They have to they they just they're they're tired of being put down and and they, and they they need you to know what they think. Okay. If you don't want those things to be used against you, don't allow those things to happen. Meaning, do not, do not, do not push that as a commentary. We all remember Maxine Waters. If you see a member of the Trump cabinet, you get out and you you surround them, you get a crowd, you push back on them, you tell them they're not welcome. A lot of people have been calling for violence. And oh, um, don't worry, I bring the receipts. The political left, looking at what happened yesterday and saying this is disgusting and this is all the political right, do not listen to lectures about violence from people who condone Black Lives Matter, Antifa, looting, and murder. Do not allow that to happen. But we should ask ourselves what did happen. Because what I will tell you is that what happened had no value whatsoever. And that Trump is damaged in a way that he didn't want. He forgot the rules of Trumpism. The first rule of Trumpism is that Trump wins. That didn't happen yesterday. Don't tell me it's a master plan. He did himself no favors. He has done himself over the last 30 days. No favors. But this is much bigger than Trump. What do you think? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. This is Tony Katz today. Look, it's not all what happened in the Capitol yesterday, though. I'm taking your calls, and I'm interested in what you have to say, because people do have opinions, and I think it's really important that a lot of... No perspective really should be put to bed, but there are things that we're going to agree and disagree with. The argument that I make, that I continue to make, is the agreeing and the disagreeing is everything. One of the things that we see from yesterday is that there clearly is a group of people that don't believe you can have any opinion whatsoever. If you don't believe this was the worst thing that ever occurred, you are a seditionist and you're trying to destroy the country. Right? That, of course, is nonsense. I had no problem with the challenges. Let me say it again. No problem with the challenges. Why? Because there was a law. I have the Constitution. It's, it's, it's a system. You think it's, it's sedition to engage the system. 
Now you think it's sedition for people to attack the Capitol. Look, you'd have much more of an argument on part two, but that's the same argument you gave me on part one. For what reason am I going to take you seriously? Maybe what we should do is talk, share, agree, disagree, engage, and not think that everything should be turned for some political purpose into the end of times. Maybe that's the real problem. I want your thoughts on it. Parlor Tony Katz, 833-468-8669. What do you think of what happened yesterday? What do you think of the response today? You have members of the administration who are resigning. Mick Mulvaney, who uh, represents us to Northern, Northern Ireland. Oh, I can't be a part of this anymore. Okay. The deputy secretary of, or the deputy press secretary of this, that, and the other is like, I can't be a part of this. Okay. Okay. How come no one ever resigns from Ilhan Omar's staff when she clearly shows she's an anti-Semite? I don't mind if people have principle and say there are things that I can't do anymore. I can't be around this. They never resign from Ilhan Omar's staff and say, I can't be around this bigot. Ocasio-Cortez is talking to Jeremy Corbyn, the anti-Semite labor leader of the UK, and no one says, oh, I'm out. I can't be around this Jew hater no more. No one ever says Andre Carson is willing to work with Louis Farrakhan. I can't work on that staff. How odd and peculiar that is. I think there are moments where you say, okay, I've had enough here. You People do it with their careers all, all the time. But I think what we're seeing here is a little more... Uh, uh, look at me in virtue signaling than anything else. But there are other stories, like, for example, candles have been recalled in Canada. Candles? No, no, uh, candles. Uh, the product recall issued by Health Canada says two cents of candles have been recalled. One, they're in French. I can't read what this is. Uh, one smells like Justin Trudeau and one smells like Stephen Harper. So uh, that was the former prime minister. Uh, so there's uh, pretty sure I didn't know who that who that was. Right, a candle recall is serious stuff. Those are the kinds of things we need to be paying attention to. No, how about this? Um, the Royal Mint put out a new uh, a new coin, and it's commemorating uh, the War of the Worlds. And one of the things is, is that it's supposed to be a tripod, right? And it has four legs. That's not a tripod for those of us playing the home game. See, there are other things going on in the world. I get it. It's hard. It is hard to find a story that people are doing other than this, right? Other than talking about what happened yesterday. I am not avoiding it. I am totally and completely engaged in it. And one of the things that I keep reminding people of is that we are living in a tremendous amount of hypocrisy. Now, one of the things within that conversation is people will use that hypocrisy to not discuss what, what we saw and whether or not it was right. And, and I will, will say to you, I, it, it wasn't. Anger about the election? Fine. Um, 
you want to discuss the very idea that this is the way to handle it? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there. Not at all. Not in any way. But if you told me that just engaging an idea of challenging the electors was sedition, and then you say to me that an attack on uh, on the Capitol is a sedition, well, you, you got to pick one. I really think you got to pick one. Now, one of the questions is what's going to happen to President Trump because of this. Suspended from Twitter and Facebook. And now, according to David Cicillon, congressman, uh, he's circulating articles of impeachment. Why? It's January 7th. We've got 13 days to go. And the answer is, what their theory is, is that if you impeach twice, can't run for president. Is that a rule? I don't know where that is written. I've been looking. Now, maybe I didn't look hard enough. It was late last night when I first heard that. The theory is, if you can impeach him twice, he'd be ineligible to run in four years. Now, play some politics with me. Let's say that that's true. Let's say that that, that's, that would like somehow in, in, invalidate him. Right? I don't think that's the case. I don't know where such a thing is, is, is written. But if you are a Republican thinking about the future, would you be bothered? Follow the mathematics here. You are a senator. Remember, impeachment is not your bag. It's the House's bag. The House decides they've got the uh, majority. They'll impeach him. You're Ted Cruz. You're Marco Rubio. You're named the senator. Well, it clears the path for me. Oh, that is some deep and duplicitous politics. That is some serious stuff. Now, I got to tell you, I've, I've never seen this done. Like people are discussing the 25th Amendment and maybe removing him for the last 13 days, which would make Mike Pence the shortest term president in the history of the country. No, the guy who got elected and died. No, 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 it's 32 days. I, I, I know. You're, you're thinking of not Polk. You're thinking of Taylor. Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor, yes. I think that's who you're thinking of. That was 32 days, I believe. Guys, people are thinking on a level you cannot even begin to understand. But what we need to do is check the record. The people yelling and screaming, this is the worst thing ever. Well, weren't they the people who supported this kind of activity? It's coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. So let's take a moment to check the record. The record that I'm referring to is about all the people who see what happened yesterday as just proof of the violence of the political right, the proof of the violence of Donald Trump. Not You're not hearing me condone any part of it. Please don't get me wrong. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I want to take you through a couple things that have been said. It's important. Now, by the way, we're hearing that Nancy Pelosi is going to be having a press conference. These people might be serious about impeachment for all I know. I have absolutely, positively no clue where, where they're at. Let's go through some things that have been said recently. 
Let's go to December 2nd, 2020. The whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. Activists take that discomfort with the status quo and advocate for concrete policy changes. Popular support often starts small and grows. To folks who complain protest demands make others uncomfortable, that's the point. That was written by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, if protest is meant to make people uncomfortable, isn't that what the people yesterday did? No, I'm not condoning it. I'm asking a question based on Representative Ocasio-Cortez's point of view. What could be seen as different? What could be seen as objectionable by any stretch of the imagination? Where's the problem? She's the one who set the standard. You don't want to use her? Okay. Okay. Let's go to Vox. V-O-X. Vox.com. August 15th, 2016. 2016. For those that are playing the home game, that was four years ago. Riots are destructive, dangerous, and scary, but can lead to serious social reforms. Oh, by the way, they put this together with a picture of a car on fire in the middle of the street. Just a true story. That was that was their social media uh, post. So riots are destructive. I agree. Dangerous. I agree. And scary. I agree. But can lead to serious social reforms. Vox yesterday. Arrest every single person involved in Wednesday's violent protest. Oh. Oh, that's um, that's something. That is an interesting, interesting twist right there. That's not enough for you? Sally Cohn, longtime uh, leftist political activist formerly of CNN. May 30th, 2020. I don't like violent protests, but I understand them. And those wagging their fingers against violent protests need to read up on their American history. Now this, I agree with. There is a history. There is absolutely positively a history. I mean, how do you think we became a nation? But she understands violent protests. Her tweet yesterday, the mobs storming the Capitol right now are neither patriots nor revolutionaries. They are traitors and cowards trying to upend our democracy by force because they fear peaceful change and not getting their way. So it's, it's, it's not part of our history. It's not just in the long, proud tradition of America. They're, they're the cowards. Oh, oh, okay. Now, a lot of people were upset with the destruction of property. Right? A lot of destruction of, of property uh, yesterday. Let's go back to June 2nd, 2020. Nicole Hannah-Jones, who wrote the 1619 Project, which is, of course, a complete and total lie and a bastardization of history, making the claim that the U.S. was based and built on slavery when, of course, that's not the case. Quote from Nicole Hannah-Jones. Violence is when an agent of the state kneels on a man's neck until all of the life is leached out of his body. Destroying property, which can be replaced, is not violence. To use the same language to describe those two things is not moral. So why are so many people describing it? That just some, some doors were destroyed and, 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 and what, a, a fire extinguisher, two or five were taken off the wall? What? Well, it's a big deal. June 4th, 2020, stop saying peaceful protest. It is either nonviolent or violent. It's never peaceful. If it is, it's not a protest. We show up to disrupt peace and normalcy to bring about change. So if you're protesting to make yourself feel good and have peace, stay home. 
That's Cori Bush. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I said it wrong. It is Representative Cori Bush who just joined Congress. I have an entire anthology from the political left condoning violence, condoning riots, condoning the destruction of property. Remember when they were condoning looting? Ah, there's insurance. And now look, these people got something they can use and they can eat. My gosh, ain't that something? And now they want to look at yesterday. And yes, I use the expression, clutch their pearls and say, how dare you? Like they're Greta Thunberg. Yesterday was wrong. But I'm not going to get lectured to, and you shouldn't either. Rather, what I want these people to realize is that what we want is the civil society and not the violent society. You cannot excuse it on one side and then be angered about it on another. That simply does not work. As the expression would go, that dog won't hunt. You have to stop that immediately. Let me go to the phones. Renee, welcome to the show. I'm Tony Katz. What's up, Renee? Oh, just driving back from Washington. What were you there? Were you in the Were you in the thing? Uh, I was in the thing, and the thing can be described in many different ways. You know, what the media is showing right now is the storm. It's like that's the, the chaos, and like let's 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 get some ratings. Let's like only focus on what we need to. Make so, what aren't they showing that you saw yourself that you think is different? You know, you've been to the Indy 500. You've been to Walt Disney World, correct? True. Okay. Well, imagine that, okay, in, in a United Nations kind of a vibe. Granted, all these people were in red, white, and blue. I voted for Donald Trump, but I also voted for Barack Obama. I went to see what is the reality like what is the truth about what this is all about wait wait, wait, wait. let me let me hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on Renee. yeah yeah were, were you did you enter the capitol building are you crazy no no i did not enter you the made capitol ari laugh building. out loud all right so the question is no. were there people there who were there who did enter the capitol building were they part of the at least with around the people that you were around they were around Tony, that's like going to the Indy 500 times three and going, did you see what happened in turn two? Well, yeah, something happened. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see it in the news. But the idea is to say that if, if we wanted to take over the Capitol building, Tony, 200,000 people would have entered it. 300,000 people would have entered it. It was a small fraction of people who got mad because they got tear gassed. So your argument is, or I shouldn't say argument, your, your, your point is, and I, and I appreciate the call, that, yeah, some people entered the Capitol. But to say that it was the entirety of the group is simply untrue. I can appreciate that, man. I can absolutely appreciate that. Isn't that how we make the definition, the difference between protesters and rioters? Something that I've done uh, throughout uh, this entire year? Certainly not something CNN is going to do. I don't excuse what happened either way. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So, in my conversations, I know I've got 
a point of view that makes people on on the political right and, and people in the middle think and, and agree and probably outrages the political left. And if my uh, Twitter feed is any uh, indication, I'm the biggest hack who ever lived. So, you know, congratulations to me. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. I don't know why using somebody's words and saying, well, this is what you said, right? You were totally fine with protest and totally fine with violence, and uh, nobody had a problem with Chuck Schumer calling these people thugs yesterday, right? He called them thugs. I had Congressman Jim Banks on the show, on my morning show, and uh, he uh, he's a... Well, he was a guy who supported the the challenges. He even referred to them as thugs. And I asked him about it. He, you know, engaged a, a bit of clarification there. But it's funny when Black Lives Matter are called thugs, it's racism. When they're called thugs now, eh, they're thugs. By the way, a thug is a thug is a thug is a thug, and race ain't the thing. Maybe stop claiming everything is racism, and we can all say, that's a thug, that's a good person, that's hot, that guy's ugly, and then we can just go about our business and maybe get some dinner, eat some pie. Just a simple man looking to do a simple thing. But now let me um, let me uh, go uh, another direction here. And discuss the fact that Donald Trump calling out Mike Pence is as wrong as wrong can be. And anybody who didn't understand that Mike Pence wasn't going to play along and was going to follow the letter of the law didn't understand the man. Some people are like, you mean he spent four years licking Donald Trump's boots. And then at the end, Trump's going to kick him in the butt on the way out. Do you not understand how Donald Trump works? I think sometimes, I'll speak for myself, but I'll say many of us, and you'll agree or disagree, many of us aren't as shocked or stunned or surprised at the things Donald Trump says and does because we understood from the beginning that the one thing Donald Trump is not is a conservative. He has very much governed like one. So when it was 2016 and I had a choice between Trump and Hillary Clinton, I went with Trump because with Hillary, I had zero chance to get what I wanted. With Trump, I had a 50-50 shot. You know, it worked out pretty good for Tony. Judges, justices, open conversation about the border, real conversation about China, proper sanctions against Russia, including support of Ukraine and Poland. NATO paying their fair share important things took place here but those things in a lot of ways were were positioned in terms of helped with people around him who were indeed conservatives I'm only you know fortunate I feel fortunate that's the way it went down but Trump kicking somebody on the way out that's that's who he is am I saying that's good no no it's it's not good I'm just saying that's who the man is, and this isn't surprising that when things don't go his way, he lashes out. I've known this, and my answer is okay. 
I, I, I don't uh, look at him and say, this is the man I need to be the moral character so my children know how to be, you know, grow up right. My ki- uh, Donald Trump's not in charge of raising my kids. I am. Barack Obama's not in charge of raising my kids. I am. I'm not going to say to them, hey, look to Joe Biden. He's a moral authority. Joe Biden allowed his drug-addled son to create business deals with China where he got a piece. Sorry, not a role model. This is not me condoning Donald Trump. This is me saying I understand. And it never, I never let it bother me because I understood who I was dealing with. So I'm not surprised that he would, you know, be dismissive uh, of Mike Pence at the end because Mike Pence wouldn't send the electors back to the states. I I mean, I don't see where even he has that authority. Some people want to argue that he does. Just like some people want to argue there was no authority to challenge the electors. I believe there is. I'm listening. I don't think he had the authority, and he didn't think he had the authority. Because if he thought he had the authority, maybe he would have done it. But he didn't have the authority, so he didn't. Disappointed in Mike Pence? Okay, you, you be disappointed in Mike Pence. That's that To me, that is such a nonsense, trash thing to do. Now, maybe I've got a soft spot for Mike Pence, right? Mike Pence, former governor of Indiana. Mike Pence, when he started his radio show, That's the chair I sit in in my home station, my flagship on WIBC in Indianapolis, right? Mike Pence started this thing. Went from Mike Pence to Greg Garrison to me, which means I'm going to be vice president any day now. I have had conversations, interviews. I've shared donuts with the man. Maybe I've got a soft spot. But when Indiana was engulfed in the conversation of RIFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and literally the state tried to, uh, what, what would they call it, Harry Carey, uh, Seppaku, right? They tried to just self-immolate over it as opposed to handling it like rational people. They really did. It's just, it, it, was, it was madness. I simply disagreed. RIFRA was the Religious Freedom, Religious Freedom Restoration Act, right? So there's a federal one, but the states need to do their own. Right, and it allows it ensures people have religious freedom. I believe they have that from the Constitution. I felt no other law was necessary. I don't believe in the creation of subset groups. I don't believe, for example, in extra protections for people who are gay, or transgender, or black, or Jewish, like myself. I, I, I no, no, no. We're protected by the Constitution. It's not. You, there should not be a law that says it's more of a crime because the victim is of this characteristic. That's. That's nonsensical as I view it. And I oppose these things. When they talk about hate crimes legislation in my state, I oppose it. And people look at me like I have nine heads. Oh, how dare you? I'm Jewish. I'm not a flower. I need no special protection. I've got the Second Amendment. What? I'm good. We've got the rule of law, and I've got the ability to protect and defend myself and the ones that I love. What's our conversation? It has to be a, a, a more special ruling? That seems, that seems nutty. That seems indecent. And I want no part of it. Mike Pence did nothing wrong. And the people who are going after him and calling him a traitor, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. There are things about this election that are problematic. The question I've been asked is, do I think the election was stolen? It's not that I use the word stolen. Where I see the biggest problem is Pennsylvania. 
and I argue and will continue to, regardless of anything that happened yesterday, that the Pennsylvania electors should not be seated. That anybody who could see that otherwise, man, you are willing to forego a lot of garbage. The courts usurped the legislature, the legislative branch. And we sit by and we allow that to happen? No, that's worth a fight. That's certainly worth the challenge on the floor. No, this election's not on the up and up. Yes, people acted in duplicitous ways to make things go their way. And Republicans got out lawyered. That happened. Calling out Pence is just nonsense on the way out. And I think further hurts the legacy. That's a good question. What's going on with Trump's legacy? I've got a theory. I'll bring it to you. I'm Tony Katz.